2: Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell, And I'm Amelia Wendemeyer. And today we are checking in with a
3: lot, and a <laughs> lot is capitalized, um, of celebrity relationship news. We're breaking down the deeply cursed Dancing with the Stars, Tyra's first season lineup. <laughs> and yes, you guessed it. We are diving into a She-Delicious cringe mode.
2: This is really going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. (laughs) Eclectic. It's going to be eclectic. Every every week we stay further and further from God's light. Okay, (laughs) let's get into it. Tea Time is checking in with, like Amelia said, a lot of relationship news. Love and quarantine. It's going okay this week. I feel like some weeks you have a lot of bad news. A lot of good news this week. How about, Kate, you start? It's cuffing season.
4: It is. Celebrities are like, fall is coming. It's month seven of quarantine. They're like ready to shack up. Um yeah, only true. Starting with Nisi Nash, who just everyone in the world loves, she surprised everyone by posting on Instagram and Twitter her new wife. This is her third marriage. Her last husband, I believe she's been separated for over a year, or maybe longer than that. And she just got married to Jessica Betts, who is a singer. They posted a ton of great pictures from their wedding. It was a surprise to a lot of people, since she uh, to our knowledge, had previously only dated and married men. But you love to see it. She Me posted do. like eight pictures from this wedding. She looks gorgeous. She's fabulous. And there were a lot of rumors about the fact that people thought that Jessica Betts, her new wife, was the wedding singer at her first marriage. Because there's <laughs> a picture from 2018 that Nisi posted where Jessica is like singing at a song for a wedding and and is in a wedding dress it turns out it was her claws wedding so on tv on the show that she's on she had a storyline where she got married and the singer in that episode was her friend then now her new wife so like people online were like she literally (laughs) left her husband for the wedding singer and i was like that is too good to be true and it was (laughs) um but yeah thrilled for her thrilled for her
2: you guys, moments ago, Kate was just like, yeah, let's keep this category snappy. I don't want to hear too much. And then you turned out to have a lot of say. But <laughs> this, these next two will be quick, and they're coming from me, which is that Winnie Harlow, the international supermodel, is now in the NBA quarantined bubble with Kyle Kuzma and plays wow. on the Lakers. She flew on a private jet to Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. She's getting COVID testing daily, just like the rest <laughs> of them. Um, and yeah, I'm sure this is like a very lovely surprise and a nice uh, getaway for Kyle Kuzma because he's surrounded by other NBA players. And yeah, they're still going strong. So happy. It for would him. take quite
4: a man for me to do that.
0: I just <laughs> <have> to <laughs> Indeed. Say,
4: I, I want none of that.
2: Indeed. Um, The next one's even more random. Minka Kelly and Trevor Noah, I guess, Hmm. are dating. They've been spending a lot of time in lockdown together. And according to a source who told people, they're very serious. So there you go. Yeah, two new
4: relationships to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Kate, what's the next one? Oh, so many to come. This was assigned to me by Liz Kelly because it's just stupid. (laughs) Kid Rock and Loretta Lynn got, quote unquote, married over the weekend for laughs. Uh, they were at somebody else's wedding or at the vow renewal uh, of her son, of Loretta Lynn's son. And as a joke, she and Kid Rock got on stage and like got fake married. Apparently it wasn't real. People thought it was real. Uh, hmm. Loretta Lynn's 88. Kid Rock's 49. I just feel like I still think Loretta Lynn could do better. Oh, even if 100%. Was, even like in humor. You can fake marry someone better than Kid Rock. I did not open up this link when I assigned it to you. Oh, I a (laughs) bit better than I thought. I had no idea about her age. They called it a hillbilly soiree, right? They sure did. They did. Uh, Thank you for Uh, that. Moving right along. In our last, I think, engagement news, Liam Payne of One Direction Mm. is engaged to his girlfriend of several years, Maya Henry, Mm. which is like, meh, fine, whatever. But also, you must remember that Liam Payne, twenty-six is engaged to Maya Henry, 20, who we started dating when she was 18. So you don't love that, but Mm -hmm. I guess good for them?
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sure.
4: sure. Mm -hmm. Hope they're happy.
2: (laughs) Um, We also have a lot of baby news to cover. (sighs) Everybody's having babies. So we're going to start with (laughs) a face-off. Amelia, take us through what you're about to talk about. Yes. I think, Kate, did you put this together? I did.
3: I love it. Uh, It is a weird baby name face off because freaking Katy Perry. I I know everyone else is listening to folklore. I get it. But let me just say smile. And I have not been paid, obviously, but I will (laughs) say this. uh, Katie Katz. We as as the kids say, we're eating tonight fam. It is I Love Smile. I think it's a, it's a fun album. Um well anyway, she had a baby. She had her baby with Orlando Bloom and the baby's name is Daisy Dove Bloom, which I know some people on this podcast like I I you know it's grown You can on name me. names.
2: I love it. <laughs> I love
4: it. It is so cute. It's, it is very cute actually. It's not. It's too much. This girl has to go through it's, life with the name Daisy Bloom. <laughs> It is kind of, yeah, that's,
2: that's, it's yeah. Too she much. will go See, through yeah. life as Orlando yeah. Bloom and Katy Perry's baby regardless. Like true. she is going You're to right. have an extraordinary life no matter what her name was. Her name could have been <laughs> well, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and it would have been the same. <laughs> like it just didn't matter what this baby's name was. It was going to be a crazy life <laughs> for her. That's Very true. That is fair. <laughs> What's the um, next baby name face off? Also. <laughs>
3: If you remember, Leah Michelle, she was pregnant. Uh, well, she had a baby with Zandy, right? That's his name, Zandy. Yep. Yeah, Zandy. Zandy. Um, the baby's name is Ever Zaddy? Leo. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the Zaddies Zandy had a baby, Ever Leo
4: Reich. <laughs>
2: Jesus. Is yeah. that a boy? Is it a boy you know, or a girl? I,
4: I, I think it's a girl. I hated it more before you said Zandy and then that set the bar so low for names <laughs> that I was like, Ever's fine, actually.
1: I'm it just is so fine.
4: grateful that she will stop being paparazzi
2: in the valley having her like daily pregnancy walks. Like I was getting <laughs> so sick of those. So hopefully now she'll just, you know, she'll be holed up for a while. <laughs> True. And then finally
3: we've got Ed Sheeran, who I didn't even know his wife was pregnant because I just don't care about Ed Sheeran. Sorry. But they had, well, actually, I'm sorry. She had the baby. Ed did not do anything to have that child. <laughs> and the baby's name is Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sheeran. So. Which is
4: bad off the top. But Yes, then, it is. But then when you realize it's inspired by Philip Pullman's books, His Dark Materials, <laughs> hey. uh, It gets into, like, some really nerdy shit. So... Mm my hmm. thing is like she goes to Antarctica in those books but like you don't have to name your kid Antarctica oh, like, wait that's the part that was inspired by the yeah. books the oh. main character is Lyra and she goes to Antarctica and they were like that's oh, a name that's embarrassing I thought they were going the Brooklyn Beckham route and naming them where
2: they conceived the child oh you thought Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran <laughs> conceived his child in, in Antarctica uh, yeah he's also an international pop star he could very easily be there at any moment <laughs> that's true mom. that is true is that true you know, is that he could be on the moon. I don't know. He's like a billionaire. Wow. Okay, okay. wait, Amelia. So in this face-off, you get to decide between Daisy Dove, Bloom, ever Leo Reich, and Lear and then the last one. Which is ending up What's on top. What's the worst one? What's the, the worst one?
3: Honestly, I if I were Lyra, Antarctica, Seaborn, Sheeran, I'd be like, no, I will. I'd be pissed up. Ed Sheeran's my dad, to be honest. Sorry to be rude, (laughs) but I just I hate Ed Sheeran. Um, I will say Daisy is a like, that's a name like that's a name. Well, not that you can't have a name that isn't a name, but you know, Daisy's cute name. Daisy Bloom is a little like, okay, we get it. But (laughs) yeah, I think Daisy is fine ever is like. I don't know. I feel like that's that's ripe for making fun of children. You know, you're like, Hmm. are you ever Mm -hmm. stupid or I I don't not (laughs) that that was just on the top of my head, but you know what I mean?
4: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I think that's the worst one. It's just not a name. Yeah, it's a word.
2: Um, we also have we have just doing like a kind of a status check-in on pregnancies because a lot of people are pregnant at the moment right now. Emma Roberts is pregnant. Uh Robin Thicke's fiance is pregnant with their third child, uh, April Love Geary. She's only 25. Wait, and when out. did they have their second child? So she's got one daughter named Mia, who's two, and then Lola is 18 months old. Oh, is, is that one the one are, that they put was- the hot Cheetos to? <laughs> <laughs> I tried putting that out of my brain. I actually don't even recall that, but I remember talking about it. Now you're Um, Yeah, I looked her up, tried to find anything to say about April Love Geary, but I guess she's just a model and she's 25. So yeah. Love that. Usher's girlfriend is pregnant. It's his third child, but their first one together. And her girlfriend's name is Jen. She's a VP of A&R at Epic Records, which like represents Travis Scott, Brad Carey, Megan Trainor. So she's doing big things and now she's going to have a baby by Usher. So congrats to them. Um, for those of you who are Vanderpump people, someone named Lala Kent is pregnant, and I included this only because every everywhere I was looking, she's being written about and being pregnant, so... Congrats to them, I suppose. And then lastly, the greatest injustice of the summer is that Tea Time did not extensively cover (laughs) Nikki and Brie Bella's birth of their babies, which happened um, like really in the beginning of August. So I'm upset that we did not cover it. But yeah, their babies are born now almost one month old. So okay, but also you have Nikki Bella and the other one had their baby. (laughs) I said Brie,
4: didn't I? No, it literally says the other one. It says and the
2: other one. Oh, in the outline. Oh, I forgot. You guys can see that. Oops. Well, yes. I obviously just as for Brie, but yeah, Nikki and Brie Bella both had their babies. So congrats. They did um, get the
3: People magazine cover, though. They did.
4: Ooh, that's, that's big. That they didn't
2: get. It seems like Nikki Bella absolutely slaved over this birth. And I want to give her a quick shout out because apparently she was in labor for 22 hours and she was wearing a mask because of COVID and she gave birth in Phoenix and it was 118 degrees when she gave birth and the room was like almost 80 degrees inside when she was giving birth. So just women are amazing. Just shout out to her. I hope she's doing well. Um, Yeah, that wraps up our pregnancy relationship news category. Okay. All right. Next category, this week in social media slash not worth the tea. Amelia, go ahead.
3: Okay, so, you know, uh, we talked about Tyra. She is the new host of Dancing with the Stars. Really exciting for me because I could not care any less about freaking whoever the other two people who used to host the show. I don't even care. Um <laughs> Justice anyway. for Tom
4: Bergeron. Yeah, <laughs> I love
3: that guy. Uh, okay, um, so they announced the extensive lineup, and people— We're kind of like, wow, there are some people on this list who have been accused of like sexual assault and someone who has been accused of murdering her husband and feeding him to tigers. As you know, Carol Baskin, Baskin. that is the person. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the lineup, not I mean, it is what it is, you know,
4: and what it (laughs) is is trash. But (laughs) it's. Notably, like very mass singer esque. Now, Dancing with the Stars yes. is not like the paragon of morals. Obviously, they had Sean Spicer on last year. So, like, they Never try to get views by bringing in people who are not great. Right. But and this is like, people. yeah, this is definitely like their memeiest, most Ugh. viral lineup mm-hmm. yet, I thought. And mm-hmm. plus, if we add Tyra, it just reminded me of when we were talking about how, like, they're going to try to take the mass singer route and just like get these randos and get these like cringy moments that will go viral and like that's the strategy
2: yeah I'll be rooting for Chris Shell who if you guys are selling Sunset which I know you don't but she'll be on this season which I kind of can't believe (laughs) yeah she's fresh off of her divorce she's like ready for a new era and I'll be rooting for her so any of you guys who are selling Sunset fans just text me or DM me because these people are not
4: (laughs) yeah text her okay Um, (laughs) good luck with that okay okay Next up in social media, this is just something that is for me. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows who Patrick Wilson is because people on Twitter did not. There is a extremely viral tweet with uh, over 30,000 retweets this week that said this motherfucker really said I'm going to be in a million movies, but absolutely refused to be famous with three pictures of esteemed character actor Patrick Wilson which you may know from Fargo or from girls or mm-hmm. Aquaman or Phantom of the Opera. he has been all sort in all sorts of great stuff, but Patrick Wilson is an extremely good sport. He quote tweeted it and was like, damn it. My plan has been. Thwarted. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad that some people know who he is now. Uh, and probably all these people will forget within the next time that they see him in the movies. Yeah, so, absolutely. Good so there sport, you go. Patrick Wilson. Good guy.
2: All right. Next one. Um,
3: you may know him as, I'm sorry, Chet Hayes. He's also Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks. Get that? Chet Hayes, Chet Hanks. Um, anyway, uh-huh. he, you know him <laughs> because he, I think uh, Tom Cruise got some, I did he get the Cecil B. DeMille Award or something recently? I think he did. And Chet was Tom, there.
4: To, Tom Hanks, not Tom Cruise. Oh my God. I'm so, I said, I was wow, like, what's that connection to Tom Cruise?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Can't wait to I hear not, about it. <laughs> I would not be surprised if Jen Hayes comes out and is like, I'm a Scientologist now. No, he's yeah. not. But um, he did the whole Patois Jamaican thing. You know, he's an aspiring <laughs> rapper slash is a rapper, apparently. Anyway, so w- he's known for appropriating Jamaican culture. And as I'm sure many of you saw over the weekend, Adele went to a um, Notting Hill carnival when would she wear a she, she wear wow, well, okay, I'm sorry. Uh she wore a uh, Jamaican flag bikini and she had the Bantu knots. Um, and it was just like, you know what? This is this is definitely cultural appropriation. But uh all right. And I was listening to the Higher Learning podcast and they had someone who is Jamaican on and he said he wasn't offended, which that's you know, that's within his right, obviously. Uh, but some people were offended who who um, are Jamaican. And, you know, you kind of have to take into account that, obviously.
2: And, and she posts so infrequently on social media. It's just kind of like, what are you doing now? Like, you post three exactly. times a year. Like, I don't exactly know why she chose to broadcast that. Every time. Yeah, it was,
4: it was an unforced error, no matter how you look at it. it. Yeah, It
2: really was.
3: And anyway, so this is all to say that... <laughs> Freaking Chet Hayes just tried hitting on Adele. And he had a video of himself, again, talking in his patois accent because that's what he does. And he captioned the video, Please, someone tell Adele, hit my line ASAP! And with a bunch of exclamation points. And then said, I need to talk to her about something! And then it was like a bunch of Jamaican flags. So maybe they'll, I mean, 2020, really... It just keeps surprising us with two how wrongs, horrible don't it is. make a right. Chet Hayes <laughs> and you true? gotta
2: fucking go home. I <laughs> hate talking about him. I'm
4: so oh sorry. my God. <sighs> okay, let's move on, please. <laughs> okay. I have a bone to pick with the internet because I can see it coming and I can't stop it, but I know it's coming. And that is the fact that the internet is going to ruin New Girl like they ruined Friends, Parks and Rec and the Office. It's just inevitable. It's around the corner. The oversaturation of new girl humor, which I love new girl, which is why I'm annoyed about this. It has begun. It's all over TikTok. Everyone on TikTok is either quoting Jake Johnson or Schmidt or making fun of Zoe. Although actually the Zoe content is limited. It's mostly uh, Schmidt and Jake Johnson's character. As Um, it should be. But I just I can see it coming. I know like the Tinder profiles are going to have new girl quotes instead of <laughs> mm-hmm. John Krasinski quotes. Oh, I just it, the transition is happening and uh, I just need to say now that I would like it if everyone stopped talking about sure. new girl so that I can I continue absolutely to enjoy right. it. Yeah,
2: it definitely kind of ruined the office for me. I we've talked about it on this podcast. I try to keep a, a low profile on how much <laughs> I like that show because the internet like became too obsessed, and now it's like severely uncool. So I'm happy with this new girl can take it for a while. <laughs> um, okay, last one in social media slash not worth the tea. Yes, well we've talked about it. We're going to talk
3: about it a little more. It's the WAP challenge where they take a like the course from. Uh, Cardi B and Megan Stallion's WAP. And uh, people are just, you know, they're doing the high kick and then they're like doing some other dances. I can't, I don't even, I... I wish, you know, I just wish There's I could a split do it. At the they end, they do the, the Okay, so I Why tried does to do know how that. To do the splits, yeah. me I too. No, yeah. And I literally pulled my groin, so that was really <laughs> stupid. I literally watched Vanessa Hudgens do this challenge and was like, oh my god, that's so cool, and everyone can do the splits. So me, knowing that I can't do the splits, decided to try it out for fun, and I ended up <laughs> pulling my fucking groin. Me too, Amelia. Me too. It was, it was not good. But anyway, um, makes
2: it looks so easy. Anyway, we can I talk know. about this off. Mike. I don't want to talk about me doing the WAP challenge anymore on public record. I so do. So keep going. <laughs>
3: Please. Um, so, but anyway, so my favorite ones, I don't know if you guys have uh, favorite <laughs> WAP challenge versions, but Jason um, Derulo's girlfriend, uh, I think she's like a fitness person, uh, at... Jenna Frumez. I probably am pronouncing that wrong. So I apologize, but she's doing it. And it's really funny because she's doing it in front of what looks like uh, their home and there's a pool and and Jason Derulo comes in and he looks at the video and he's and then he like (laughs) pushes her into the pool, which that was funny. That was cute. I was like, oh, that's funny. It's a good one. It's a good one. And then the other one I'm just going to shout out really briefly is Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> you may know him from Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Much and- like
4: Patrick Wilson. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and cats. And he's the composer. He's very talented. He's also very old. And he was doing the WAP challenge. Apparently he has TikTok too. And then he added his like Phantom of the Opera music to it. And Oh, was just like, I've sure. heard that.
2: Actually, I really like that version of it. Okay. No? Why do I say some things then? You guys just go absolutely quiet. We're in a podcast together.
4: Either way, you have to respond to me. That's the rule. I actually thought Amelia was frozen with her lack of reaction to that cake. I thought you both were
2: frozen. This is a literal podcast. It's an audio medium. You can't just stare at me after I say something. I'm sorry.
4: When you say you liked Andrew Lloyd Webber's take on WAP, there's a lot of options. Oh my God. I'm so mad at you guys.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
3: On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX
1: and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. Time. I stole my
3: village. I know where they're taking your clan.
1: Bend for your king.
3: Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets
2: on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
2: Let's move on because I know this will bring oh us all together. God. Oh my God. You guys, we're continuing cringe mode. We are. We have still loved Nicholas Sparks in the dust for now. <laughs> we will see when we go back to him. In the meantime, we are covering the Cheetah Girls, the 2003 mm. Classic. Thanks to the recommendation of at TV to tweet about, and we all watched it on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus.
4: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's go through first the plot. So, Kate, you want to talk about that? <laughs> sure thing. So, Cheetah Girls, uh, as I hope all of you know, because it's just a classic film— <laughs> Uh, Is about these four girls who go to a high school together in New York. Seems to be a kind of performing arts high school, but you can never really tell with these movies because everyone's (laughs) singing and dancing. Um, They have just big dreams. They want to shoot for the stars. So they form their little Cheetah Girls group. Uh, They audition for the talent show, the school talent show. They're scouted by this uh, producer who then tries to make their group into something that they don't really want it to be. Um, And the... They basically are fractured over that. raven Simone is the star, obviously, and she wants to be, you know, the next Um, Mm Beyoncé. And basically, there's just all this drama, and then they get together at the end and win the talent show. Right. All right, let's do some highlights of the movie. First of all, Cheetah Girls. Just an iconic soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to the CD, uh, trying to dance to the CD. I did not realize how deeply the songs were ingrained into my being until I watched this this movie and could sing literally all of them word for word. <laughs> mm. uh, but they're all good. Like, it's not even like I listened and I was like, oh, I know all these songs, but it's embarrassing that I know all these songs because mm-hmm. I really had a great time listening to them. Uh, it's kind of amazing how good they all are. Yeah. Agreed. Very catchy. Um, I also, every one of this movie is having a great time. It was kind of funny to go from like, you know, High School Musical or just like the Disney Channel movies that are like a little more stilted to the Chia Girls where everyone is just so charismatic. And I guess that's just yeah. like the vibe of the movie and of the actresses. Mm-hmm. But everyone was having a great time. Everyone was committed. Everyone was just like, these. some of these line readings and like raven Simone and Adrian Bailon and just like, I don't know. They just had Agreed. a great time. They're very charismatic. They made Vanessa Hudgens look like a block of wood. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they actually did. There's such good energy throughout this entire movie. Raven's bread and butter is like this slapstick humor, which she does really well. She's very expressive. She just is like a great, um, just like face actor, I want to say. Her Mm -hmm, face is so expressive. She can say (laughs) so much with like the way that she emotes with her face. Yeah, so there's a lot of slapstick humor, which… Is you know, enjoyable when you put yourself in the right mindset. <laughs> yeah. And then also a highlight for me was all the coordinating outfits. I love a good girl group that, like, has the same theme but different outfits on each person. It was a big um, thing with Destiny's Child. I, like, grew up on just watching all their different photo shoots, and all of mm. them were just a little bit different but all beautiful. Although I did notice, and I— um, Clock this more in the movie because there's four of them, but it feels like one always gets the shaft in the coordinating outfits. Like (laughs) there's like at least two really good ones that are like really fun. And then it feels like they ran out of ideas with the last. So there's this one where they're in like white and cheetah is like the theme and they're auditioning at the school, the school play. And the one girl—so Chanel is, like, the super cute flapper girl. She's got all these, like, tassels, and it's all moving around as she dances. And then Dorinda is in, like, a tennis skirt. It looks really cute ahead of her time. And then Aqua— the, like, fourth has this T-length, like, <laughs> midi skirt on, and then all this tulle underneath, you know, yes! in the like, old age where they used to, like, plop up their dresses. And then she's got these, like, pleather white boots on. Anyway, I felt bad for her,
4: but a lot of good coordinating outfits. You see gorgeous. that, too, like, in K-pop? Like, they'll they'll run out of ideas by, like, the fifth member, and just somebody mm. has to, like, wear something awful. I think right. that's just the, the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: just, like, the um, remaining fabric. Here you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right.
4: Like, sorry, there are only so many ways we can make a skirt. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. um, let's do some low lights. Uh, Kate, go ahead, because I agree with this one wholeheartedly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the first, like, two-thirds of this movie are fun, like, you know, silly, but, like, you know, you're into it. You're not totally taken out of it. But there's a sequence at the end of this film, really the emotional climax of this movie, yep. that I completely forgot about that was completely absurd, which is that Galleria loses her dog, who is in a lot of this movie. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but the dog is a major character. The dog, like, (laughs) runs into a sewer gate and gets stuck in the middle of New York City. Galleria is obviously distraught, and they end up shutting down all of New York City (laughs) to rescue this dog. And there's, like, live news crews. They broadcast into the school audit. They, like, stop the talent show to, like, put on this emergency broadcast that just happens to be of this dog being rescued then in order to rescue the dog they have to sing to the dog and the dog (laughs) won't respond (laughs) until all of the girls are harmonizing together because and then like they're doing it and then it's like he hears you and then like they're lifting the dog up and they're singing saves the day it's Absolutely absurd. The,
3: it is the guy, the the um what, what the fireman is like louder, louder, we need your voices. It's just
2: like <laughs> how about when fuck? Gabrielle, what's her name? Galleria is Galleria. Galleria. Yeah. like, oh my god, my dog is down the staircase and the cop randomly like the NYPD is like, that is a bad thing, or like that is a big deal, and then like runs, it's like that's the best line you could come up with to like bring this whole thing to a halt. Uh, Yeah, the dog. Why is the dog
4: such a big part of this movie? Not a good dog. I think he gets so much screen time because they have to make you care about the dog. You know, like you have to be invested in Toto. So then when Uh, he falls into the grate, you're like, oh my God, we have to sing to Toto to save his life. I I mean, but come on. They they give him so much Was it safe
2: haven at the dog farm or whatever it is? Like, we were all like, yeah, dogs, love good dogs, more dogs. (laughs) And yet, in this context, I think it has to be a good dog. Like, for example, when they're auditioning for, like, the round one of the talent show, they do this routine, the routine of their lives. They fucking killed it. And then at the end, while they're still performing— this dog runs up on stage and starts jumping up on its hind legs, and they're like, "Oh, this is so cute." I would be so pissed if some Bichon freeze came up to yes! me and like fucking blew my whole dance routine yeah. and just took the show. I, I would I'd be push so that mad. dog off the
3: stage. Yeah, I'd be like, "Not today, Toto." And me the moms too. were like waiting in the wings, and they're like, "Oh, oops, the dog." It's like you're not gonna fucking take that dog. You're not gonna she run, run try after to the get dog. Up. Yeah, yeah. she's like, it yeah, was, this is great. <laughs> like a no, no, thank you. This dog <laughs> got so much fucking screen time. I, It's just absurd, honestly. It's yeah. insulting to the characters. It's insulting to the <laughs> script. I don't know who wrote the dog in, but someone clearly mandated it from high up in the Disney Channel offices. And it's just, mm-hmm. honestly, it's offensive. I'm offended as a viewer. <laughs> <laughs> what is another low light? Another low light, I would have to say, as we talked about it earlier, as I tried to explain and didn't do the best job, but uh, there's been a lot of Jamaican appropriation. And uh, there's like a scene where Galleria, I don't don't even remember exactly, but she's like talking to her parents and she just just she brings out the Chet Hayes Patois accent, too. And it's just just like, you know what? There are real people who talk like that. So you don't have to, like, pretend to be like them, please. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
4: Yeah, the uh, the cultural backgrounds of these characters are extremely significant in this movie, which is great. Uh, but yeah, it's that inclusion is strange based on the fact that she's like, you know, very proud of her Italian heritage and, and all these other things right. in the movie. I'm like, okay. Um, oh yeah, another low light. Let's Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was me. This
2: one, this one we can all talk about because I'm curious if you guys picked up on this. Did you find that the main love interest—his name is derek did he <laughs> spoke in this weird, like, kind of slam poetry, spoken word kind of way? Oh I—it was very noticeable to me on the first time I watched it, and then I was, like, trying to find bits and pieces to back up this claim this morning— <laughs> Couldn't pinpoint it, but it's something about the way he speaks that like I guess he was like maybe leaning too hard into being like, I don't know what this maybe bad boy or like yeah. person she can't be with. It's not even forbidden love. They're basically like flirt the whole movie was not exactly sold on their chemistry or desire yeah. for one another, but that's a different problem. Anyway, a very weird way of like delivering his lines. I don't know where that man went, but <laughs> hopefully he's had a long, nice career after that. And then Jackal Johnson <laughs> I, I, he is the, the like, very famous alumni of the high school, which is how he gets looped in with the mm-hmm. Cheetah Girls. And then basically sells them on, like, world domination. They say no for whatever unknown reason. And he a character was bad to me. He was a low light. And I hated that his name was Jackal Johnson because I kept thinking they were saying Jack Johnson. And that was confusing. <laughs> yeah. <to me. laughs> um, let's see what has aged the best and the worst. So I think, again, I don't know if you guys picked up on this while watching, but back in the day, back in the early aughts, 2003, they did not master the art of voiceovers after you film something. So I'm just, I'm preparing you guys who are listening to this. It was like, they'd walk away from one another. They'd be like, bye, see you after school. They'd walk away and then it'd be like, okay, see you later. Like really loud in everyone's ear. And I was like, what?
4: It like totally uh, takes you out. It's so weird. It yes. happened multiple times. I noticed yes! that too. The exact scene when I noticed it, which is the one you just said, is when Dorinda's running away when they're crossing the street. Yep. Yes! And she, <laughs> her voice is so close to the camera. Why did they do that? Oh why, did they, why weren't they able to figure oh that out God. better? I'm not sure.
2: I do... <laughs> Okay, see you too. Oh, my yeah, God. Oh it's my so God. close to the mic. It's like right in your ears. It totally throws you off. It happens the entire oh time in this God. movie. Every time someone's like face is not directly looking at the camera, it's bad. It's really blown out. I'm
4: lightheaded. Oh, my God. I have no idea. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's yes. really good. Yeah, yes. it's a real oh problem. It is.
2: Um, And then also, something that aged well is the idea of like a hate website, and account, uh, their school… Puts up flyers everywhere because they're very mean. And it says, sick of cheetah? Click on chompcheetah.com. And it's like a bash website for the cheetah girls because everyone hates them. <laughs> Amelia's getting hot again. This is healthy. <laughs> it's 31 minutes in and we're losing oh her. God. Yeah, chompcheetah.com. That Chop- did, I guess, age well because people still do things like this. Um, what else,
4: Kate? Honestly, I went in being ready to like really drag the fashion in this movie because as we know, the 2000s were a difficult time. However, I think the fashion actually aged well. Bella Hadid mm-hmm. Agreed. has probably worn 50% of the clothes <laughs> in this movie in the past year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like the, the vests, the skirts, the fur-lined coats, the skinny sunglasses. The, even, yes, the sunglasses. Yes, even like the hairstyles, like the buns yep. with like the hair, the bang, the skinny bangs coming and out the on the side. the clip with the hair falling out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It worries me actually because that means that all of this is coming back and it's going to be attacking our sores. Oh, uh, but yeah, the fashion actually kind of aged well. I'm amazed. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Um, next one. Another thing that aged well, and I
3: would say this is probably the highlight of the character of Aqua, which, you know, what take what you can get, I guess. Uh, <laughs> she pulls a bottle of hot sauce out of her bag to season the school cafeteria lunch. And obviously, I know that people have done this for a long time. It's... Uh, like a kind of a southern tradition. Um, me being from way up north, I I I don't even know what hot sauce is. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, but you know, Beyonce had a formation where she sings about hot sauce in her bag. Mm-hmm. And Swag. I just want to say, Aqua predated Beyonce in reference in pop culture.
2: Yeah, she literally did have hot sauce in her bag. I was kind of thrown off by how direct that those two were.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know what else? Her. You know what else aged well about her purse is she also pulls out wet wipes to wipe down <laughs> her New York cab because wow. she's worried about the germs. So Aqua wow. was ahead ahead of her time. Amazing. I'm living in 2020. Yeah. Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious because I think some of the parents decision making has aged well. Like now watching it mm-hmm. as an adult, I understand where they're coming from a lot more. This big part of this movie is one of the girls. What's her name? Chanel. Her mom is basically some divorcee mm-hmm. and has been gallivanting and dating this French man. And it's like kind of a I don't know, C-plot that the mom has like left Chanel in the dust and is like always bailing on the daughter. However, if your daughter was like, I don't know, a junior in high school and you were a divorcee and you had a Frenchman whining and dining you all across New York City wanting to take you places and travel, wouldn't you do that and indulge yourself? Like, it is so hard I don't know. I was like really proud of this mom for having this kind of like second life again with this man. And the whole part as you're watching this as like a young girl is like you're totally on Chanel's side. You're like, oh, my God, how dare this mom ditch her. Anyway, I felt for the mom.
4: Good for you, mom. Also, like as a high school student, I probably would have been fine with like less face to face time with my parents. Exactly. (laughs) Go ahead, mom. Go on that date. I'll be fine. (laughs) Right.
2: And then also, am I crazy? Or was the record label's idea like not bad because (laughs) that when they presented it to the Cheetah Girls, it was like basically the turning point of the movie where I can't even, I keep wanting to say Gabriella. I hate High School Musical. Gab. Galleria. Galleria. Like (laughs) like the Glendale Galleria. I know. That's what I keep thinking of. Okay. Galleria like stands up. is like, I don't want to do this. This is all wrong. This is not like our vibe. But the idea is basically, A, worldwide domination, dolls, makeup line, et cetera. They are (laughs) going to put on animal masks, which is kind of weird, but it's like a global get down. And uh, there's all this marketing backed up. There are all these researchers in the room being like, teenagers respond to the animal theme, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And they were going to lip sync, which is a big problem for them. But in general, it would be the music. Anyway, I kind of was on the side of the record label, which (laughs) I was surprised
4: at. And I cannot believe they were so quick to turn that down. They were a bit hasty, I will say. You got to look at the contract. True. You got to go home and think about it. Right. Uh, yeah. The masks were a tough sell, though. Agreed. True.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, this was a bad parenting mistake, but we have noticed that she didn't have a great parent, was Galleria's mom, who accompanies Galleria to this, I don't know what, one of the record executive meetings. Galleria steps in dog shit. That's really tough. Gets to the room. Everyone realizes she steps in dog shit. And then Galleria goes by herself, basically. And I think Chanel follows or something. But the mom just stands in the lobby watching her daughter walk by, humiliated in front of other adults. Like, she could have at least followed her to there. And you you would think
3: if they all smelled it and were like, oh, wow, you stepped in dog shit. The mom who has walked from the freaking cab and outside with uh, Galleria for the last, like, seven blocks, she would
4: have smelled it first. They were in an elevator together, presumably on many floors. Seriously. Seriously. fall on the sword and be like, oh, it's me, Galleria, come to the bathroom with me and help me get it off my shoe. Wow, so true. That's a good Many other good parenting moves there besides that one. Yeah. Let's do MVP next. Kate, who is your pick for MVP of Cheetah Girls? Okay, the Cheetah Girls and I go way back. Uh, There are a lot of Disney Channel products that you guys are into that I just missed, but for some reason, the Cheetah Girls was one that I really engaged with when I was young, which includes the original Cheetah Girls book series, which inspired this movie, all three of the movies, Uh, Deborah Gregory... Uh, created these characters in her original book series, which was honestly hilarious. I have not thought about these books in so long, and I was Googling them and Googling them and remembering all these crazy plot lines. Uh, major differences are, are that uh, Aquanette is a twin. It's Aquanette and Anjanette, and there are five yeah. Cheetah girls in the books. Huh. But they're just really funny and creative, which I feel like you can tell just like based on the names. Yeah. You know, like, no one who's not funny names their characters Galleria Garibaldi, Jackal Johnson uh as liz is going to talk about in a moment drink a champagne who's their (laughs) theater teacher um so yeah she just you know came up with all these like catchphrases all these little like i don't know there's all the slang that the girls use i remember there were like galleries of all the like little like keywords they had Mm. with each other uh yeah she just did a great job she created some very fun characters
2: yeah, I have nothing really to say about my MVP because you said it so well, which is just <laughs> her name was Drink of Champagne, which is just quite
4: cute. And I, so it was good. very endearing watching
2: it. Um, and I can't believe they got away with that as like a character name.
4: That's true. We do love a kooky theater teacher on Tea Time. And we she's did. added to the uh, the kooky theater teacher hall added of fame. Added to the canon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Amelia, who is your MVP?
3: I, you know, after watching this movie, I was like, Dare I say, Adrian Bailon upstages raven Simone? I think so. I
2: think she does, honestly. she's
3: like she is a good singer. She's honestly a better actress, sorry to say. Her character is a fuller character. You root for, really, you root for her more so yeah. than Galleria. And I just, she was super cute in this movie. And I was just like, okay, I understand why,
2: you know, you're on a talk show now. You're very yeah. likable. Yeah. I uh, don't want to take this too seriously, but I do think she shined in this movie. Yes, like I don't want to be cheesy, but I
4: genuinely felt that. She's super likable. Yeah, she totally. is. Which yeah. actually brings us to our lightning rounds. <laughs> uh, and the first category, which is and was not as controversial as I thought it was going to be, <laughs> to power rank the Cheetah Girls. I think we can all agree Chanel is number one. Yes. And I think I remember growing up, like, I would play with my friends, like, in, like, you know, second grade or whatever we were in, and, like, my sister, and, like, everyone always wanted to be Chanel. Like, if you were going to be a (laughs) Cheetah Girl, like, you wanted to be Chanel. Nobody wanted to be Aqua, obviously. Some people, like, were okay with Dorinda. Some people were okay with Galeria, but, like, Everyone wanted to be Chanel.
2: Yeah, Dorinda um, has
4: the dancing bit, which is fun. Yeah.
2: Galleria, actually her whole like arc of being kind of mean lasted. Like, I don't know, 85% of the movie, which <laughs> I was surprised. me too about. long. Yeah, <laughs> way too long. So yeah, yeah, so it's Chanel number one all the way.
4: Yeah, I put Galleria number two. She writes all their songs. You know, you got to give it to her. Mm-hmm. She's their, their, you know, I guess Who's main... the equivalent in One Direction? Like Harry? Who's the brains? Oh, wow. That's so hard to <laughs> choose. I don't know. I would say Aqua is Liam. Mm. Uh, maybe Dorinda's Niall. Like kind of like sneaky talented, just waiting for their <laughs> yes. moment. Okay. Uh, Gallery has got to be Zayn because she would go solo in a heartbeat. That's true. true. And then maybe like Chanel. Louis, maybe Louis is Aqua. <laughs> and then Chanel is Harry thank you for that's, doing that I did not mean to put you on the spot that like that <laughs> oh, that was difficult thank you that was good um, what's uh, the next lightning round question what is the single most 2003 item of clothing in this movie your options are limitless I for one chose the velour jumpsuits at the end yeah
2: Mine is not a um, uh, clothing item, but I'm sorry, the frosty lips. There's a frosty lip on every single woman in this movie, <laughs> unless it's like the dark brown, which was also pretty popular in like late 90s, early aughts. So it's one of those two, the lip <laughs> color in general. Yeah. Amelia, did you have a favorite item of clothing?
3: I mean, I do love the velour cheetah print jumpsuits. I just, they're I hard know. to be with the matching headbands.
4: <laughs> is headband. really Ooh, it, yeah. it really takes it over the edge. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, And then finally, we must discuss. Again, not controversial, but I thought it would be. What is the best Cheetah Girls song?
2: Yeah, Cinderella. I know every line of that <laughs> song, and I don't know how. It's so weird how much your brain can store I was singing along on the treadmill. It was great. You you watched this movie on the treadmill? I did, yeah. Wow. Wow.
4: I, Damn. Well, not Tumbled, the whole thing. The movie's like an brag. hour and a half. Jesus. I, not,
2: I, I, I watched a part of a part of this movie on the treadmill. I can't say that I did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyway cinderella great fucking song it's yeah. so that's good a great song
2: yeah.
3: i really like the girl power song but mm-hmm. again
4: all the songs are just like legitimately very list yeah and good the yeah. one at the end is good the one where they're sad and like going their separate ways is good oh uh, yes. yeah quick question for the group do we want to watch any of the other Cheetah girls movies no <laughs> okay. that's how i figured that was gonna go but i had to check <laughs> There are. I feel like it was not
2: as famous of like a, a sequence of yeah. movies as, for example, High School Musical. But Amelia, I'm open to your feedback. I like that we're talking this through on mic. Amelia, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I'm what, whatever. I mean, I I feel like they go <laughs> swiftly downhill. But well, if you guys want,
3: they to, do. I, will.
4: I don't think Ravens even in the third one, which is just right. you know, it's oh, over. <laughs> wow.
2: The thing is, I, they we go have a Spain. lot of. Suggestions for cringe mode. I feel like we can That's keep true. steaming ahead on other content. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. But- we'll
4: surprise you all next week. In that case. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Let's wrap this up. To last category, this is tea time's unanswerable questions or questions from the tea bag. So mm. Kate, go ahead.
4: My unanswerable question is: It's September. It's the first week of September, and I cannot believe how many "it's fall" posts I have seen online this week, which I love fall. <laughs> I would like to celebrate fall as long as possible, but Mm -hmm. it's still 87 degrees here. It's way hotter everywhere else (laughs) in the country. And I just feel like it's not fall yet. So when is the appropriate time to transition mentally, spiritually, physically into fall mode and is right now too early? Thoughts? Amelia?
3: I mean, I would wait until like at least give it until Labor Day, which I know is in a few days, but you know,
4: it's I don't know. I you're right. I you can still I'm wear gonna... white now, so it's still summer. Right. True. I go. feel
2: like once it dips, and this is, you're going to out me as a very California comment, once it dips below 70, it's fall. <laughs> um, 69 and I'm immediately in
4: sweaters and jackets. So, I'm going to say that. Once it dips below 70. You're right. Once Liz, well, when we were in the office, once Liz and I retire our exact same short-sleeved outfits to transition into our very similar sweaters, <laughs> yes. that's when you know. I don't know how yes. we'll tell uh, <laughs> over remote Zoom, but We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. This is a question from a teabagger
2: named Craig Orlbeck. What was your first animated character crush? And wow. I had more fun looking into this than I thought. I think the consensus that I know, not from research, is that men love Mrs. Incredible. She's pretty <laughs> thick. And she's a very curvy woman. And True. I think that people—I think people really like the animated character mobs, which is a thing we can— Maybe to think about later, but, um, and I'm curious what your guys's opinions are as a woman, what your animated crush was or are is. you out? Are you outing Craig's animated crushes? Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> I actually don't know that for a fact. I know many men's animated crushes. So incredible. really Mrs. funny. Incredible. It,
4: I, yeah. yeah. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> I kind of have like a lot to choose from just because I watched a lot of animated movies when I was younger. I think the first one, which this isn't going to go well, because I don't think either of you have seen this movie. Uh, There's a movie called Quest for Camelot that came out Mm. in 1998. Okay. Uh, the, The love interest had long hair. His name was Garrett. He was like very medieval. And I definitely oh. have a thing for him. <laughs> I okay. Think
2: it. I like the love interest from Mulan, Li Shang. He's a yes. very hunky man. Yeah. Very Very hunky. hunky. Yeah. True. Also a popular pick amongst men and women both is Meg from Hercules. And then Ooh, deep pick. cut Roxanne from a Goofy movie. Do you guys know that <laughs> oh character? Oh my. God. She's very no. Girl Next Door. Yes. Yes, she is. She was the original Girl Next Door in the <laughs> 1995 <laughs> Goofy movie so yeah that's what I came up with Amelia do you have anyone in particular you're thinking of well now that you say a
3: goofy movie I always liked Max from a goofy movie Mm -hmm. and I don't know why but I was really into the fox Robin Hood from the animated Robin Hood that's a popular (laughs) one you know I don't know if well I don't know why I'm into animals but that's (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) we can explore that later All right, on another podcast okay yeah
2: Okay. <laughs> Again, I love having all of this as public record forever. <laughs> um, Amelia, let's wrap this up. What is your question?
3: Okay. So, uh, huh, all right. You know David Blaine. He is a he is a magician, I guess, an illusionist, if you will. He decided that he was going to take a bunch of helium filled weather balloons and just soar above some random place in Arizona. And I guess he he named this uh, project Ascension because he's ascending um, with these balloons. And he live streamed it on YouTube. And he made it up to t- almost 25,000 feet uh, before uh, <laughs> deciding to jump with a little parachute and land safely on the ground. But uh anyway, I just I, I was not impressed. Like I don't care. I'm sorry. Like okay, cool, balloons. Or you could you could have done this from a freaking plane. It's just like what well, who cares? Like balloons? Okay. Yeah. I don't like I mean- why this is not impressive to me.
4: Yeah, make your house float like in Pixar or no it's deal. Th- thank
3: you. I oh, exactly. people have actually tried that. Yeah, that would have been more impressive. That right? would have been way more. Because it's just like, okay, you're like a regular dude fl- flying with these blo- Like, okay, <laughs> th- I can do
2: that too. And <laughs> You know what? That's less <laughs> stressful to me though than when people and magicians and illusionists try to go underwater and do oh. weird things like holding their breath. That he really, really stresses me out. He tried that too and he failed. So yeah. this was like his second attempt at
3: something. Um, uh. But- uh, in 2020, what would impress you as um, like an a magic stunt, an illusionist stunt?
4: <laughs> I'm not that into magic, so not much. No, I like okay. I I just don't really care. I'm always like, that's not you. real or like, yes. OK, like, cool. See? I don't know. That's not something that I'm ever entertained by. <laughs> I have the opposite answer, but the same
2: kind of end thought, which is that mm-hmm. magic is very scary to me. I don't understand <laughs> it. I feel like I'm disturbing something when it happens, like yeah. some otherworldly force and I don't like it and I'm scared of it. So I don't want to see any magic because I don't, I don't want to be a part of that, I get um, that but man. I respect it from a distance. Okay. Yeah,
4: can, unless he can pull a coronavirus vaccine out of his hat, I'm not interested <laughs> in 2020. David Blaine, come back to us. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let me know when you get get started on that. my God. Very true. (sighs) Okay. On that note. We did (laughs)
3: it.
2: (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Halliwell. And I'm Amelia lennon